This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Welcome to Land Parties, episode 30 from the Las Vegas Review Journal, brought to you by Bet Online. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and with me, as always, my co host, Lucas Egan. Lucas, how was your weekend, my friend? My weekend was good. I uh, went knee deep into Paper Mario, which is not a very difficult game, but it's charming and really funny, so I'm actually enjoying it a lot. Ryan, how was your weekend? It was good. You know, I I was actually a person this weekend. I went outside. We went over to a family friend's house. They've got a pool. So we hung out outside all day yesterday, conked out last night. Uh, It was nice to kind of recharge the batteries, uh, uh, you know, just from the week. I know that, uh, you know, it's been busy uh, other work related wise. Uh, So it's nice to kind of step away, take some time and just hang out with the family. Uh, and, And with us, as you guys can see, uh, we have the very talented Jen Taylor. Jen, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes, yes. Lucas, you want to you wanna run down uh, some of what Jen has done? Oh, I'd love to. I know that this is a, a guest, Jen, that I am super excited to have you on the show. You know her as the voice of Cortana from the Halo franchise, Princess Peach from the Mario franchise, and a host of other voice acting credits, both in games and in animation and otherwise. And, and oh, my goodness. I can't wait to get into the interview part. But <laughs> before we get there, before we get there, Ryan, I know that we wanted to touch on just a couple of topics here. And I'd like to start with Sony's state of play from Thursday. And, you know, beforehand, they did say we weren't going to get any earth shattering PS5 news, which was good to at least set the expectations in the right place. Ryan, did you have any particular games from that state of play that caught your attention, though? Uh, I mean, for me, it was it was fun. I know that uh, we saw some stuff from uh, uh, Crash uh, Bandicoot, which again, that wasn't a, that's not a series that I'm like super involved with. Um, but I know that it's got a pretty solid fan base. I know there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, are excited to play. There really wasn't anything. I mean, kind of like they were saying, there really wasn't anything, uh, that really, I I guess, stuck out to me. I thought this game here, I can't remember what it's called. This game from when they originally, uh, uh, came down with the uh, PS5 stuff. I think, I think the art style of this game is really cool. Pat the Pathless. That's what it is. Um, the art style of it's really cool. Like that, that's a game that, like I, I, I'm I, like for me it's kind of exciting to see uh, I mean yeah you know Spelunky too uh, nothing really uh, you know kind of like they're saying nothing really groundbreaking or or just like ah oh, you know what I mean like had me mm-hmm. all all 
uber geeked up about it. This is about, this went about how I expected it to go. Uh, just them kind of recapping and going over some things. Uh, no major news. Again, like we were talking about last week, the one big piece that we're missing right now is the price. That, give me the price now. I see what, I've seen what the, you know, stuff looks like. I know the peripherals look like. Uh, I need to know what that price is going to be. You know, exactly. You know, the, the one game that caught my attention the most was Braid Anniversary Edition. I had just completely missed that when it came out, I think, in 2008, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I might be mistaken. And I just I think the art style to that game looks really f- interesting. And so, you know, it obviously it seems like the uh, feedback from the original release was really positive. So I'm excited to jump into it. Jen, let me ask you a question here because we're all gearing up for <laughs> new consoles here coming up. Do you is is this something that you're getting excited for? Are are you gonna be you know lining up on on day one to try and pre order one one of these consoles? Do you think? Do you want the truth? No, I won't. But my husband will be. Have you guys talked about which one you're excited for most? Which one might be uh, in the lead for you guys? No, but I can ask him. Right now, let me text him. No, I don't know. <laughs> so which one are you guys? Which what are you guys excited about? For me, it's the PlayStation. I've always been a, a, a PlayStation guy. Not only that, but with uh, Xbox and their Game Pass, I really don't. You know, I have a PC. Uh, I don't necessarily need the console. I can play all those games on PC now. Right. Uh, which again, we've talked about that kind of being in there. They're just trying to get people into their ecosystem. Don't care how you play our games. We just want you in here. That's cool. Yeah. I'm definitely PlayStation right now, but there are a host of things that could change my mind. It, it there, There's still so much we don't know, price, release date, and all that kind of stuff. So it'll, it'll be interesting kind of going forward. I'm definitely intrigued to see when Microsoft and Sony start giving us some more concrete details. Hmm. Yeah. And, and, and again, too, like this is and I don't I don't know why, you know, it's like I understand, you know, they're doing uh, the state of play. But I mean, I feel like this is kind of, you know, a little at least game wise. And, and again, maybe it's just me and what kind of games I'm into. Uh, it just kind of seemed a little lackluster from all the hype that we've been going through with everything coming up, you know, all the different playstation 5 announcements and then they're like hey here's some games that are just okay but we're gonna talk about it anyway uh, <laughs> you know it felt kind of weird it was just like it's like why why build up all that hype and then lay something like this on me come on now <laughs> so my husband says the the new xbox so that he can play the new he can play halo infinite of course, <laughs> of course. But what about game pass hmm yeah, right? Well, I'll ask him. No. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, what were your expectations going into the state of play? Is this, was this, you know, I'm curious to see how you felt about it overall. I'm, I liked the variety of games that were shown. Um, I couldn't help but feel a little uh, lackluster going in just because everybody is in so much of the next gen mode that, mm-hmm. uh, Having a state of play like this is probably necessary and useful. I'm not saying that, you know, the games don't look great, but I think most people's minds are looking ahead and it would have been nice to have a tidbit, one tidbit, one piece of information. I kind of 
convince myself that you know even though they said there wasn't going to be any ps5 news i'm like they're going to surprise us like they're just trying to set expectations so i don't know i i would have liked something it didn't have to be huge but some some breadcrumb would have been nice yeah yeah i agree 100 percent. i mean and that would have been a fun little little thing too you know but again i think uh you know sony seems to as far as what they've done they they've got a plan they've always had a plan and they are sticking to that plan uh tooth and nail so um you know it'll it'll only be time that tells you know whether that plan was successful uh within their marketing and how they've gone about you know just kind of being very uh uh, tight-lipped about everything uh, as far as with that. Obviously, we've gotten information and we're getting more details, uh, you know, but this just, I, I mean, this, this I, don't, I don't know. It just kind of seemed like an unnecessary uh, uh event i guess <laughs> it's just like why why like i don't i don't i don't get it you guys could have got gone without this and you know maybe tack it on to a, a another big announcement or something like that but uh, you know again what do i know they, they 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 get paid the big bucks to do this kind of stuff so clearly they they have a plan and they are sticking to it exactly yep and you know since we touched on sony let's touch on microsoft real quick and it looked like thanks to some packaging that somebody found that they confirmed that there is going to be a series s and a series x um you know obviously something that a lot of people suspected and you know just kind of more confirmation that it's coming or will be there uh, on at launch. And, you know, <laughs> Ryan, it's interesting because when we first talked about this, I was a little befuddled by this or a little uh, not not high on it. I'm starting to kind of warm up to it only because of this. Microsoft strategy is clearly get their games in people's hands in whatever way they can. So you know what? If they have a lower priced option for people that maybe can't afford a Series X, uh, and don't have a gaming PC. You know what? I'm all for that. Let's just let's just get these games into people's homes as quickly as we can. Yeah. Well, and I think this kind of this also marries, um, you know, what what and and who knows who who came up with it first. But we're seeing the same thing happen with PlayStation. They're going to have their digital only, and then they're going to have their uh, uh, their one with a uh, optical reader or a disc reader. And um, you know, this isn't surprising. In the least to me, I guess. Uh, I think they both were kind of on that. You know, we're going to give people two options to be able to buy. Again, we just want them to buy it. Uh, you know, get them in there, uh, get them in the door. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm all for uh, consumer friendly uh, um, moves like this that, that are going to allow for m- more, you know, more consoles, more gaming and, and stuff like that to be uh, accessible to more people. So uh, it'll be interesting. I know that they said, uh, uh, I think they said graphically it's supposed to be the same or or something is the, uh, what was the same? Not graphically, because I think there is there is there RAM and um, is there RAM and uh, maybe the CPU are different than the other one. So it's a little less powerful than right. the Xbox Series X. Uh, but I, I believe majority of it mirrors what the Series X Series X 
will have. So, you know, good on them. This isn't a surprising move. Uh, I, I feel like we've been seeing more and more leaks. Leaks come out so frequently uh, with this stuff. It's got to be challenging uh, for these companies to be able to try to, you know, execute this stuff without things leaking out early. Uh, but again, it could also be part of their plan where they're leaking out the content just to build and generate that hype. I was going to say, right, you know, with all these leaks, it's almost like they should just hold an official event and get it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Jen, I do have another question for you. Obviously, Halo Infinite is a big reason why a lot of people are getting excited for the next Xbox. Oh, good. Being such a, a critical role to that series, are you what do you sense that kind of excitement? What's that like for you when when you're in this lead up and ramp up to win a new game that a lot of people are looking forward to or is going to come out? You know, I don't experience much of that, frankly, because, um, you know, I'm, I'm a voiceover actor. And so voiceover mm-hmm. actors don't. People don't know what, what we look like. We don't have, I mean, we don't, I don't have much exposure in that way. And so I, I'm not feeling that. I'm, I'm excited to see what people think. I'm interested to see what people think. I know that um, I got some feedback about uh, the information they put out a couple weeks ago and that people were disappointed there wasn't more story. Mm. Um, that they didn't get to see more of the story, but of course they can't see the story. That was just giving away so much information. <laughs> so um, I thought that was interesting. Uh, but yet, no, I don't know. I don't get to. I'm not feeling that. I guess I'd like to. Come on, let's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Halo has been a franchise that's been near and dear to my heart. So I am super pumped. I am way excited for this. Good. I'm ex- I'm I'm uh, I, again, I'm interested to see people's reaction to it. And I can't tell you, you know, how much or how little I've worked on this game. That even that gives too much information away, right? I mean, mm-hmm. as far as story goes. So I can't say, "Oh, it was a slog. It was just day after day, week after week." And I also can't say, "Yeah, I finished it all in one session." It's too hard for me to talk about it. Have you ever have you played through the uh, through the series? Oh God, I was afraid you were going to ask me that. Oh no, no, it's fine if you. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. I um, I have tried. I am a clumsy idiot, and the first <laughs> the first game I sat and I put it in the very beginning. I couldn't even get out of the room. I couldn't get out of the first <laughs> room that year. Like, how do I hit the door? My husband's trying to explain it to me. I was like, I don't, what do I, how do I, I just sort of flailed around the room and the, in the boat and the ship went down. Like that was basically, <laughs> Massive died in the first day. Um, and I, I often will watch, uh, you know, I will watch him play so that I can enjoy and like see the, see the story. And so I enjoy doing that, but no, I'm dumb. I like, I can't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> I'm I'm totally I like so I'm totally in the same boat as you. I have never actually played any of the Halo series. Yeah. Um but I'm very but I'm huge into Destiny. And oh. and 
Yeah, I'm I'm huge into Destiny, <laughs> so I still feel like I had and I have the Master Chief Collection. I just my backlog is is absolutely insane right now, so it's still on the list to to get through and play because I hear the series is an absolutely amazing series. It's a great story. Um, I'm excited for fans of the series because I know people are pumped for it. Uh, they've been waiting for this uh, this iteration, uh, this next iteration uh, in the game. So, you know what I mean? It's like anytime you see people and you get to experience people getting excited for a game or, or getting excited to see a story continue, um, you know what I mean? That gets me all pumped up. Look at you, Fancy Pants. Just drop that. Like, yeah, I got the Master Chief Collection. In my <laughs> game Pass. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, Lucas, let's uh, let's let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk all things Jen Taylor. We will be right back after this message, guys. Sundays, Sunday Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, thanks to Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels, you'll never miss your favorite teams and players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Have you heard of DealDash.com? It's the most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have more than 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up on top of their other discounts. Go to DealDash.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE or DealDash.fm slash BLUEWIRE. That's DealDash.fm slash BLUEWIRE. And welcome back. Thanks, as always, for listening to that short message. And I'm, I'm just so pumped to get right in. Jen, I'd like to start at the very beginning. What kind of got you into, the, what kind of got you into voice acting? I studied theater. And uh, it's really hard to make any kind of living as a theater actor, especially in a town like Seattle, which is where I live, um, a smaller town. And uh, I had a friend who just said, I think you have a really great voice for voiceovers and radio. And I thought, oh, okay. I mean, if that's something else that I can use my training to, to do, I'd be delighted. And so I really, truly just stumbled into it. My friend knew somebody, she got me an audition for something, and it kind of snowballed from there. What are the different challenges while you're voice acting as opposed to uh, the theater upbringing that you were more used to? That's a very good question. Um, You know, in theater, you use your entire body. You use your being. You use everything that you have. Um, 
and you know, it's of course live. So if you screw up, that's a fun time. Um, <laughs> whereas using your voice, uh, you have less tools in my opinion. I mean, you know, you have less tools. I still am using everything that I have when I'm in a booth, but mm-hmm. you can't see it. Right. So, um, you have, so that's the, in my opinion, that is the challenge there. Um, it's also incredibly freeing because I can be anything. I can be, you know, I can be a bot riding on a broom. If you like destiny, I can be, um, an AI. I can be, I played a glove once, like you can be (laughs) anything. And that in itself is, um, is a gift in my opinion. Do you see yourself ever like going back to theater? I know I, I also uh, uh, I was a theater minor in, in college. And, and to me, you know, there's nothing like just having that experience and that feeling, that energy of being in, in, in front of people and, and performing a show. Oh, yeah. I continue to do theater. Yeah, I'm, I do theater all the time. I mean, of course, not right now. There's no theater happening. And that's scary and sad. But um, yeah, no, normally I continue to do theater in Seattle mostly. You know, and throughout your career here, you've had the opportunity to voice uh, what I would consider some iconic characters. And take me through Princess Peach. How did that opportunity come? And what's that like? You know, I I know that the Mario series tends to have limited dialogue, uh, but what, what has that experience been like to be a part of that series and that franchise? Well, let's see. I originally got the job because I could sound they just wanted somebody to do a a really clear imitation of what they had before. Mm. Um, And so that's how I got the gig. Uh, And I did it. See, I don't do it anymore. I did it for about what I think 10 years or so, something like that. Um, And it's, I remember coming away from all of those. Those were the, those were definitely the recording sessions that I would come away thinking, this is my job. I get paid to make funny noises. This is awesome. I have won the championship of the life, right? Like (laughs) I am just living large. It it was so fun. You don't have a lot of context for what's happening in the game, but in those games, you don't really need it. It's not really that story driven. Right. So um, it's, oh, this is a really super fun moment. Oh, this, oh, you've lost. And that's, so you're riding high on different emotions, but it's, it doesn't matter if you fall out of it or, you know, or if you get lost in the story, cause there really isn't one. What, what was the audition process like? Like how long did it take for you from, from those initial auditions to hear back that you were uh, chosen? Really quickly, actually, as I recall, it was within a, you know, within a couple of days I found out. So, um, and the audition was not, it was a little more intense. Most of the time you, uh, when you audition for something these days, you lay down a track, you go in, you know, I have a booth in my house. So I go into my booth, I lay down a couple tracks, I send them off. And generally within a few days, you find out whether or not you get it. That one um, was also back in the day when you went into the studio uh, and I, 
you know, I met, I didn't meet the, I didn't meet people from Nintendo at that time, but I met, you know, I walked in and met the engineer and he sort of guided me through what they were looking for and played some samples for me. So that, that one took a little longer than it might normally. Nice. Very nice. You know, obviously from one iconic franchise to the next, Halo uh, is one that obviously has <laughs> spanned console generations, spanned decades. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you uh, came across Cortana and what that process was like? So um, at the time, it was just any sort of other audition. Um, and I walked into the studio and they said, uh, you know, this, and, and I had an idea of what I wanted to do with her. Um, but they, you know, they talked me through who she was, gave me a clear rundown of who she was. And they really wanted her to be the things that I remember them saying at the time was, um, she's the girl next door. We need her to be extremely relatable. Like we, we want you to be able to connect to this woman really easily, um, to this voice. And we don't, it's not sexy. We don't want that at all. We just want her to be your buddy and she will be talking a lot. So it needs to be easy to listen to basically. Um, and we want her to be vaguely European. That was the other thing they said. Mm. <laughs> you know, her vaguely European, And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, which to me means European, but in a way, you know, the, there's a dialect, but you're not quite sure what it is. Right. I mean, right. so I mix all sorts of things together when I do that. And generally what happens is I, I think I often come up, I come out sounding vaguely Dutch. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> that's not a dialect that a lot of people recognize, you know what I mean? Anyway. Um, so I did that and then they said, great. And then also give us just, just give us a, a straighter American read that sounds a little more like you. I said, okay, you got it. And that's how, that was my audition at least initially. Um, and then I, I believe I, I might've had a call back. I'm not entirely sure, but I met at my audition. I met Marty O'Donnell and Joe Staten. No, Joe Staten wasn't there. I met Marty O'Donnell and, um, the engineer, Jay. So, which began a very long relationship with those fellows. Is there, would you say like within the gaming sphere, is there like a character uh, or a series uh, that you would love to be a part of? You know, I, a long time ago, I did a SWAT game. I was like, um, hmm. yeah, I, I think it was like SWAT two or something. I don't even remember. And I had so much fun. You guys, I just got to scream and swear at everybody. And I know, <laughs> I know that's terrible. It's a terrible, you know, but I, it was so freeing and fun. So I'd love to play a character like that. I'm not sure what game I would find myself in doing that. Um, <laughs> you tell me, but I'd love, I'd love <laughs> something like that. Or, you know, I, I also voice, um, characters for Dota too, and um, being crazy weird space monkeys sounds really fun too. So <laughs> you know, I'm not a person. Just that's that is using your imagination in a way that is delightful and fun for me. 
Yeah. Also, outside of uh, that release, are there any other uh, projects or anything that you're working towards, uh, you know, for future endeavors? Well, I can't really talk about anything I'm working on right now, but um, I really would like to get more involved in animation. Mm. And that is, you know, it's hard because I live in Seattle and that is definitely a thing that that people do mostly in L.A. But um, that's something I find really interesting. And it because mainly because I grew up, you know, watching cartoons like we all did. Right. And so yeah. I feel a real connection to that. And frankly, Video games have been sort of my way, at least the ones that I've been involved in, Halo especially, have been sort of my animation dream <laughs> because the story is so complete and beautiful and well-crafted generally that I get to pretend like that's what it is. You know, if I can uh, jump back to the the Halo series... During throughout the games, you know, Cortana has been such a compelling character. What part of her character arc have you been um, happiest that you got to explore so far in the series? Uh, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing Halo 4. Um, and I know that that one for a lot of people through them, you know, that, that storyline, but that as an actor was a really fun place to go to take this character who had not been, you know, to a place like this to open that up. That was a great fun challenge. I also got to work with Steve Downs who plays master chief on that game. We were in studio together. So, um, that was, you know, when you're getting to interact with somebody that changes things, that shifts things. Did you have a hand in kind of crafting um, moments or? Um... Oh, yes, that was all me. I did everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll take all the credit. Oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think, um, you can't escape the fact that you're listening to my voice, right? But I, I can't take credit for the story or, 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 you know, maybe crafting moments, but I also have great directors who are helping me, guiding me where they want to go. So it's, it's truly a, a group effort, you know? Are there any hints about where Cortana as a character might go in the future? Just just general thing without spoiling anything? Uh, no. <laughs> no hints. No hints. <laughs> oh, you had to try. <laughs> yeah. I applaud you for trying, but no, I'm going to be as vague as I possibly can. <laughs> you know, given that so many people love and are invested in the stories with the Halo franchise, when that. when you're at a point like this, where like do you do you guys feel <laughs> do you feel nerves about the reception that that people will have to the story? Yes, of course. Of course, I, we want to do what well, I mean, I guess I can only speak for myself. Um I want to do justice to this character and to this story and to the fans that love it. And of course there are going to be people who are disappointed because it, it can't go the way everybody wants it to go. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it, that's just impossible, but I, I, 
I'm excited about it. And I'm really interested to see, I'm really interested to see if uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to get the response. And yes, I'm nervous. Of course I'm nervous. Everybody wants to be liked, guys. Everybody wants to be liked. True, true. <laughs> have, have you, you know, do you pay attention to like fan theories or anything that, that are out there? Um, I've seen some things like that. Yeah, on Twitter and whatnot. Um, I, well, actually, you know what? There is one thing I can say that people have been asking me about Twitter and I haven't responded <laughs> So there was a a commercial that came out before the release of the information for this most recently. Right. Um, And it was, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was a commercial basically saying for Halo Infinite, basically saying, listen, it's not, you know, that this can't, this armor can't um, save the world on its own. You need to be inside it. Have you seen that commercial? I have. I've had a lot of people asking me who that was. Was that Cortana? Was that Dr. Halsey? Who is it? <laughs> um, and from what the information that I was given and what I was playing was that was Cortana before, before she hooked up with Chief, before they chose Chief, right? Before he was in the, before John was in the suit. Okay. Yeah. Very and everybody's everybody like, that's got to be Halsey or it's got to be Halsey. But they wanted it to be super mellow and really chill, which is why I think it sounds a little bit like Halsey, but it's supposed to be Cortana. Pre-Halo 1. Pre, wow. You know, okay. Very so interesting. Some information. Look at me. I dropped that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's is, awesome. I'm going to get a phone call right away. Like, John Taylor, what are you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) You know, in in speaking in general terms, is Cortana a character that that you'd like to see explore? Is there an aspect to a character that you wish you could explore? Huh, I feel like that's a good question. I feel like I have been able to do so much with her, so much more than I've been able to do with almost any character I've ever played. You know, I've been... Um, hanging out with Cortana for nearly 20 years, gasp. So um, I feel like we've been all, I mean, yeah, of course, I can always mine some more, especially because she's so cool. Um, What are the things, you know, we don't get to see her and maybe it's, you know, she's not really a, a person, but like we don't get to see the joy really. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, but I'm not even sure what that would be. I'm not even sure how we would find that with Cortana. What would joy be? She works so hard all the time. Right. I mean, they're always working. Um, <clears throat> she and master chief, it's not like they can go on a holiday together. Maybe that's what we could do. Hey, little <laughs> story. Right. Yes. They go to the Caribbean. It's fabulous. <laughs> I, I think uh, they should book it. I think we just we just came out with the next installment of the Halo series. Oh my god! Halo <laughs> Caribbean, bring on drinks! Right here we go, margaritas for everybody. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to me. What's always interesting to me, and this may not be interesting to other people, but is what is this character like in their off time when we don't see them? 
Right. I think about those things. Um, and maybe the reason we don't see those moments is because they're boring as hell and nobody would care, right? Like, <laughs> chief brushing his teeth. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like some people like you, especially like characters, such iconic characters, you know, I feel like that there is a, a level of people that, you know, would be interested. I want to see what they, you know, what they're like with the, when the suit's off or, or, you know, they're behind the scenes or whatever. Uh, I gotta, I gotta ask. So just switching gears uh, real quick. Um, as far as like with the voice acting, uh, what kind of advice uh, would you give um, to, to newer voice actors or people that are looking to get into the field? Yeah. Well, I do all sorts of voice work. I do. Um, of course I have, been able to do, been gifted, you know, video games, which has been such a joy, but I also do commercials. I do, um, tutorials online. I do a a ton of different stuff. Uh, if you, and I think that there are a few people in LA who really just do video games and bully for them, man, that's just bad. Um, we don't have as many options like that up in Seattle. There's a ton of different work and, um, you need to do it if you want to eat food. So um, what what would I say? The first thing that I would say for any voiceover is that you need to take an acting class, just a beginning acting class so that you understand what your director is asking you to do when they're asking you to do things so that you feel mm-hmm. comfortable, you know? Um, so that it's just, a, it's not a difficult language, but it is a language to learn. Um, that and also mimicry again is how I got into video games, you know, with princess peach. Mm -hmm. So if you have games that you love or characters that you love, being able to imitate them and mimic them is a phenomenal thing because what you start to do is you start paying attention to what you sound like and how to make those sounds. And from there, once you get these things down, once you can do like a perfect golem, then you start, you're playing with your voice enough that you can start to create your own voices. I really think that that is a great tool is mimicry. Yeah, definitely. I know that that's such a, uh, it can seem like such a daunting world to break into, especially when you're first starting out. So that that's, uh, that's fabulous advice. I have one more question on my end and Ryan knew I was going to ask this ahead of time. <laughs> I have, I have to know, I have to know, do you have a Windows PC? (laughs) Um, yes. Have you ever utilized Cortana? No. No, it's too creepy. (laughs) My husband has one and he just thinks it's hilarious. He'll play (laughs) and make me sing songs. And tell jokes. Yeah, he thinks it's real funny. What was that like to find out that they were going to go that direction and use Cortana as their assistant? Um, well, I think in the beginning, they were just using Cortana as the name, I-, I believe. They were just using it sort of as filler, right? They didn't have a name for it. It was just kind of because of Halo and Cortana's association with Microsoft. I think that they were just using that, again just because they didn't have anything else Um, from what I understand. And then they went, Oh, actually, Hmm. Could this work? Could we make this work? Um, I, I, you know, I was 
interested to see how it would, um, what the project would be like. And it was hours and hours and hours of work to make that happen. And it was an interesting challenge for me because um, it's a lot of repetition and a lot of, uh, of text. And how do you continue to make that sound interesting? Um, it's very repetitive. So it was a, it, it's a marathon of a job. You know what I mean? It's, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of focus to do those jobs. Are you still going in? Are you doing any of it remotely or are you going into a studio to, uh, to do these, uh, like to, to, to do stuff now work-wise? We, most of the stuff that I do, I do in my studio, but, um, for the Cortana app, I actually in, June went into a studio um, a couple times to work on it because they are very specific about where we record, the size of the room, what mic we use. They have to be because it's so intimate. You know, it needs yeah. to be the same every time. So um, I did go in and they were the studio that I worked at was so so on top of it. <laughs> I mean, of course, we all had masks. They had a light in the room, you know, to, to disinfect in between. Um, I don't think they were really seeing anybody else at the time. They didn't have any other voice actors coming in. So the booth felt kind of like my safe little cubby. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I, I, that's really the only one. Um, I have finished up some video games in my studio that's it, which has been very interesting to me. Um, I had one studio send me some equipment, a particular mic that they wanted me to use. Um, oh. yeah, because they got to be specific about it. Right. So, yeah. but the fact that we were able to do that was enlightening to me because I've always, you know, it, it's so easy. I could just walk downstairs, um, <laughs> and, and freeing and, um, and a relief that we would be able to finish some of these projects instead of, I mean, what would we do guys? It would be, you know, sorry, you can't release your game in September or December or January or whenever. Cause we're done. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely been an interesting experience, but uh, it's, it's, you know, I, you can see people are, are getting innovative and, and they're working their, their way around uh, the situation to continue pumping out content and continue, uh, especially in these times, you know, right now where there's a lot of people that are indoors. So I, I think it's really important to have these kinds of, uh, you know, productions and things like that still going on. Uh, right. And what a blessing that we're able to continue to do that, frankly. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Uh, again, Jen, thank you so much. Where can we find you on socials or, uh, do you want to, uh, point to anything that you've got going on? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm on Twitter, Jen Taylor town, um, <laughs> is my handle on Twitter. and, uh, I am doing my first online convention, um, galaxy con on August 29th. Uh, nice. I'm doing yeah, I'm doing a Q&A actually with the cast of Ruby, which I have never done before. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to meet some of the actors whom I've never met. So Ruby is, uh, we didn't really talk about that, but it's um, an online anime that I do with Rooster Teeth. So, and I'm the villain. Ha, ha, ha. That's uh, fun. Looking forward to that. Awesome. Again, thank you so much for, for sitting down with us, taking the time, doing some jibber jabbing. We appreciate it. Thank you. 
Absolutely. Lucas, my friend, what do you have going on this weekend? What's what's uh, more Paper Mario? Yeah, more Paper Mario. And I'm going to get outside. I'm going to do something outdoors this weekend. Paper Mario for days. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> what are you up to, Ryan? Uh, probably I'm, I'm myself. I'm probably going to be chilling out a little bit. Uh, I may play some, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to start Spider-Man, uh, already, but I've kind of been going back and, and I think I'm going to platinum, uh, Dragon Ball Kakarot. Uh, I'm having a ton, I'm having just a ton of fun with that story and, and playing that game. So that's kind of, that's probably most likely what my weekend will look like. Um, but that right there is going to do it for us here at land parties again guys thank you so much for joining us we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and you already know what it is we love your faces Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than bet online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.